Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes to Playbook. And uh, Coach B, today I want to dive into something interesting that happened to me, but also um, I want to make sure I say hi to you and, and ask how I was going to before before we I, dive, dive into it. I thought you were just going to go straight into it. And I was going to ask to you, is he going to ask me how I'm doing today? <laughs> oh, I definitely am. It's uh, it's the first part of my notes and the last part of my notes. And so, yeah. uh, so how are you doing, Coach B? Uh, I am, like, I think I said the same thing last time. Life is moving a mile a minute and yep. just trying to take it all in. Uh, but I'm good. I'm good. No, there's no complaints at all. Just things are really busy, but all is good in the world. How about you? No, things are good. And, um, yeah, the thing that was interesting that happened to me is I, I wake up and the first thing I do every morning is take my dogs out, you know, for a walk. And today, I mean, what is it? September 18th, 19th, um, we're kind of like turning that corner away from like the hot days of summer into like, I love fall season. I think, oh, I, I think of like hockey. I think of um, just like the weather changing. I live on the water. So when all the leaves in front of my house are, are gone, you get straight shot at the water. So it's like my favorite time of the year. But today was the first day I woke up, took my dogs out. I was like, man, I could, I could have used a coat today. Like I, it was, it was chilly. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of exciting for me. But also it dives into a little bit of our conversation today. And, and the question that we really have for, for the topic for today is, um, you know, as the the seasons change, as we kind of slip from from summer to fall, um, what are the top three things that we should be thinking about to to make sure that we're um, you know top of mind for optimizing just overall health? Of like, yeah, you know, things that you know, getting away from like just what are we taking as supplements and like what are we consuming? And it's like what are the the top three things that we you know because it kind of goes sends back to that conversation that you have and the the thought process you have that. We can kind of like really focus on like two to three things at a time. Yeah. Otherwise, it gets a little bit, you know, overkill or it gets a little bit um, too tough to juggle. And so that's the conversation today is, you know, as we switch into like colder weather season, um, what are things that we should really, you know, keep top of mind for optimizing overall health? Um, so, B, what comes to mind for you as, as you know, three things that are major? I love this. Uh, I love this question because I, I love the this time of the year too. Like, I love yep. like wearing a hoodie and, in shorts and it's just uh you know there's football in the air the hockey season nba season's coming around it just just there's just so many cool things plus like baseball playoffs are around the corner so it's like yep. one of the best times of the year to be able to watch sports but um it is one of those times of the year that kind of uh it, it shifts right every it shifts our focus people tend to get a little bit more um more sicknesses more illnesses um you know you get your reminders you get flu shots and all these types of things but it's um it kind of reminds you to to shift back into some really good habits, right? Like yep. everybody's always kind of nervous about getting sick and they don't want to get sick because they know they're not going to be able to just do the things that they that they want to do or, you know, they're they're just going to feel under the weather. And um sometimes the most glamorous things are the things that get gets get get talked about like on on social media and articles you may read about um using this supplement, right? Do taking right. vitamin D to try to help your immune system or right taking probiotics or taking vitamin C and all these types of things when in reality there's, I think we got to take care of low hanging fruit, right? We got to take care of the things that we can really control. And uh, I think the first one that came to mind was, I said it to you in the pre-show just a little bit, it's um, it's so simple, but I think we all forget about it, is the power of washing our hands, right? And, I, and there's a story um, that always comes back to my, uh, comes into my head about the, uh, but the British cycling team. So before the London games, the British cycling team um, hadn't performed well at all in the, uh, in, in the events of cycling. And so they brought in a consultant and, and the name, um, I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but 
Um, you know, he came in to consult and to coach the coach the group of athletes that they had to try to help them um, medal. And one of the first things that he did was he had a surgeon come in and show them how to wash their hands. And he explained to them, this has nothing to do with riding a bike, but all about your health and your immune system. And if you know how to wash your hands like a surgeon, then you're going to be at less likelihood of catching um, an upper respiratory infection. Mm-hmm. And if you can stave off an upper respiratory infection, or, you know, like a cold, uh, then you're going to have more opportunities to train. If you have more opportunities to train, then we have the opportunity to try to improve individually and as a group so we can put ourselves in the best position to to medal when the games come around. And um, they had one of their best showings ever. And, and I don't know again, like how many medals. I'd have to look up how many medals that they that they won, but they they won medals. And it comes back to this like this concept of marginal gains, this concept of like really controlling the controllables. And we know that, uh, you know, one of the most likely ways that you can get sick is through, you know, through aeros- aerosol spray or like sneezing, like direct contact. Um, and, you know, like touching something that's been infected and then bring it to your hands or your mouth. And I thought it was a simple way. And it's something I remind all our athletes about all the time is, is number one, wash your hands. If you want to be healthier during the wintertime and try to stay off any kind of um, getting the, getting sick, it's, it's, it's simply just washing your hands really well and really thorough. Um, and one thing is often like every three to four hours, just wash your hands. Um, if you, um, you know, if you're handling products and handling some, some, um, if you're around somebody who's sneezing, like just make sure, just, just, just wash your hands. And it's something so simple. It doesn't cost any money. You don't need a supplement. Um, you just maybe need a simple reminder. You put a reminder on your phone too. Um, have you heard that one before? Of course I've heard, you know, to wash our hands, right? But (laughs) But what what it really makes me think about is, um, you know, it sounds so specific and so like almost too specific for a consultant to come in and talk to an Olympic team about it. But if you can like take a step back, I mean, this is what comes to mind for me is if it messes with the training and preparation for an Olympic Games, then it's a huge deal, right? Like washing your hands is not a big deal, but if you miss two, three weeks, four weeks, and you're not able to optimally train because of that. Like that could be the reason adds up. you don't you don't medal, right? So um, when you're able to take a step back and look at it from that perspective, it makes a ton of sense, right? Um, it's almost as simple as you know staying hydrated or making sure nutrition. Like it just it's one of those reminders where it's like I know I should be doing it, but it's the I guess it's it, it makes you realize there's a choice being made. Yeah, you know, like there's you know if you were to side by side take two teammates and one constantly wash their hands and the other doesn't. And one is not able to train as much or as, as as hard as they would like to. Then when you have it side by side, washing your hands just became extremely important, right? Like yeah. I, I think of like a UFC fighter that's you know making sure he's not trying to get injured leading up to a fight or a boxer leading up to a fight, right? So there's things like that where it's it might not seem like a big deal, but if it costs you your ultimate goal, then of course it's a big deal. Um, well, the other thing, thing too is, is is we all know what being sick feels like, right? Like we've all like know what being under the weather feels like, and it's not comfortable, right? Like it's, it, it's not fun to have a stuffy nose. It's not fun to be, to cough. It's not fun to, you know, experience some like body aches, right? Because it's, it's going to take away from the things that you love to do, you know, whether it be exercise, whether it be, you know, having conversation, like it's tough, tough to be able to speak and have a conversation if you got a scratchy throat, you know, so just, so just think the- about the things like if there's things that you enjoy to do, why would you? Why would you not 
perform this simple act of just washing your hands. I think that's like the commonality of connecting those dots might help some people. Oh, totally. It it does for me. And like, it it even makes me think about big picture too, of like, if you're an entrepreneur or you own a business or there's a job that you really love doing, like your health at some point could disrupt you from, from doing that stuff. Right. So um, like if you're not, if you have a business and you love doing it, but your health goes to, you know, you let it like, let it slip out and it forces you to step away from the business. Then ultimately, you know, you weren't able to prioritize in time or, or realize how much an effect it could make if you, if your health starts to slip. Right. So um, I think it's, it's funny to say, but I think it's a great reminder, you know, leading into um, a time period where people do tend to get a little bit more sick. Yeah. The, um, the second one that kind of came to my, my mind was um, improving your stress response. And I don't remember which episode we kind of talked this about, but we did improve. Um, we'd mentioned about um, the stress response and, right understanding that everything that we do from a physical standpoint is going to is going to cost our immune system to a degree right and when i say that it's going to cost your immune system it's going to weaken right and so when we exercise we train hard we do this quite frequently your immune system is going to to get suppressed for a short period of time well not short period of time depending on what you did and how much activity you did um so you want to be able to exercise and do it well enough, but also balance over the recovery because you're going to improve the stress response over the course of time. But the key thing to understand is you want to exercise and balance the recovery, but understanding that if you do too much and you don't handle the recovery side of things, you're going to weaken that immune, immune response and you're going to be more likely that you're going to get sick. Um, you know, like trying to find a note for this too, is like your immune system can take a major hit um, if you exercise for prolonged for like over 90 minutes, right? And if you do that consistently, but you're not balancing it out with, with the recovery side of things, which we'll talk about in the last last kind of key habit that we can work on, um, you're just kind of doing yourself at the surface. But you also don't want to neglect exercise at all because then you're not going to strengthen your immune system at all too. So it's a, right. it's a fine line of that. And then to go along with that process of understanding stress and the stress response, it's our perception of stress is going to be massive when it comes down to trying to stay as healthy as we can. For example, the more you perceive stress, the greater the likelihood that you're going to get sick. So your mindset really, truly matters. And I remember, um, I think it was one of the coaches that, that I worked with and I kind of interned for when I was in college would often say, look, I don't get sick. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, you don't get sick. He's like, He's like, I just tell myself I'm not going to get sick. I'm like, that's BS. Like, how does that even happen? And as I've gotten older, I started to understand the mindset just a little bit more. I think it became more clear is if you tell yourself you're not going to get sick, it starts to impact the actions that you're going to take on. Maybe you're going to wash your hands more. Right. You're going you're gonna to focus in on what you eat a little bit more. You're going to focus on your hydration. You're going to focus in on your sleep. Um, you're going to understand you're going to balance your recovery side of things. You're going to... Be careful about being around sick people. You know what I mean? Right. Like all these types of things, you're gonna it's gonna influence the decisions, the actions you decide to take because you've told yourself what's gonna happen. Right? It's almost like manifesting, like right. manifesting yourself that you're gonna be successful. I mean, we're big fans of Jesse Isler, right? And so, like Jesse Isler was always talk about these things. He's like, I'm gonna be a millionaire. They just haven't paid me yet. You know, what right. I mean, I just haven't. Um, I'm gonna. I I haven't learned the concept yet, but I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying right. to understand the, the material. And uh, the words that we tell ourselves directly impact the actions that we decide to take on. So that's this, it's this concept of understanding that not all stress is bad, that we want to impose stress through exercise and through physical training, but we also have to understand the perception of what we're doing 
is going to play a direct impact on our immune system too. It's it's fascinating because like when you first said that to me, I was thinking, you know, the story of the guy who, who would say it. I was thinking there's some type of like spiritual, like I'm telling my cells, hey, you're not going to get sick. And so, you know, they're more likely not to get sick. Um, but subconsciously taking actions and subconsciously um, acting in a way that would, you know, strengthen or or lead to recovery, it, it makes a ton of sense. Um, and yeah, I love the, the Jesse Itzler you know, there's a guy I used to work with and he used to always say, it's already happened. Time's just catching yeah. up. It's already yeah, happened. Right. Just, yeah. So he just always would say, he's just like, oh, $50,000 for speed engagement. It's already happened. You know, time, I'm just waiting for time to catch up. And so part of it is, but you know, what came to mind for me is if you do have, if you're aware of stress and anxiety, you know that continuing to think about stress and anxiety is not really going to, is not going to help you. Right. So there, part of it is the way that you think in your mind body connection for, your body reacting to what your brain is perceiving all the time, right? And if you yes. have that prolonged stress, then it's it's gonna you know it's gonna be a little bit tougher for you to get out of that that mode and and to get to proper recovery. So, I love the idea that part of it is subconsciously you might take actions to lead towards a more healthy life, but also part of it might be your body reacting and your cells reacting to the way that you're thinking, right? So I think that's maybe a little bit more. Uh, whatever you want to call it out there thinking, but I think there's something, there's definitely something to it because when I'm stressed and I know I'm stressed, it oh, yeah. leads to me being more stressed. <laughs> so like, I think the, the way that you it's think like about cyclical. it, it's, it's totally important. Um, but the subconscious aspect I think is a huge one where it's like, you know, you, you tell that you tell your, you constantly tell yourself you're this type of person and then you just start to follow that. Right. It's kind of like, in skating, they always say like, turn your shoulders and your body follows. It's kind of like, yes. you know, you, you're telling yourself, you know, who you want to be, what you want to be. And then you start your actions and that being top of mind allows you to, to get to that point a little bit quicker. But um, yeah, I think that's a great one. But also be part of it also is you said, this will come to mind for me when you said perception of stress. I think part of it also is, you know, when I think about the greatest like athletes and high performers in the world, they're also tend to be like the best recovery. Like they, they, mm -hmm. they really like prioritize the recovery. Right. So that part of perception for stress, I think is also just having a high level awareness of like, Hey, I need to slow down or, Hey, I need yeah. to make sure I get the snap in or, Hey, I'm going to take today off completely from training because I know that, you know, my body needs it. And, um, I go back to that interview we did with Devontae's where he just like, he has such a high level awareness of himself mm -hmm. and his body that he knows he's like, I'm going to take the skate off or I don't need the skate today. It's actually probably better for me to to take it off. So I think also part of it is, and there's probably a lot of training and, and mental clarity that needs to come around, you know, feeling stress and what it's like, you know, especially when it comes to um, high performance. But that's also what I was kind of thinking about too, is like knowing when to kind of pump the brakes and, and take time off. There's a, there's a massive line that people need to understand about that, work and that recovery balance and truly ultimately understanding how you feel is going to directly impact like what you do and if you some days if you just don't feel like you have the mental energy to be able to put forth a really good physical effort then you're really not going to get better mm -hmm. right unless it's, it depends on what the goal is right like if you if it's an endurance day and you, you know, because you can improve your endurance in a state of fatigue, like maybe that's a quality you're going to go after. But if you're going to try to go after maybe strength or like speed or like a really, you know, you're trying to learn a new skill in your fatigue, just you're better off just doing some recovery work because it's not going to improve. Right. 
right? You're just teaching yourself how to do it wrong and you're never really, you're not going to really help yourself. You're just getting yourself more tired. So I think it's understanding what it is that you really want to go after. And you, you said something earlier, like you brought up, you know, like there's an optimal time under training. I think you said it was like 90 minutes or so. Um, but that's really geared towards your ability to recover after, right? Like if you had a longer window maybe, or you had, you know, something else that could help you recover maybe a little bit faster, maybe that window changes. But um, I think that's the important thing is like, it's not really, you know, how hard you're going or how often you're going, but it's also synced up with what you just said is like the balance of how you're able to recover. Right. So that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, something else that I think was huge. Like we, we've talked about at length in other podcasts and other, other um, spaces is how, and this might lead into your next, your third one is that how that recovery and lack of recovery plays an impact on getting sick. Right. And so, um, Something that always has like, ever since you told me, this is probably like almost, maybe it was almost like two years ago when you told me that, you know, the best thing you can do is is to sleep when you're sick yeah. and, and get proper recovery. That's always been like so top of mind of like trying to get to bed on time and, and making sure that, um, you know, I'm, I'm properly hydrated. I'm not, um, I'm not going to be in a, in a scenario where I could potentially be losing out on sleep or, um, not prioritizing, I guess is a better way to put it. But, um. I think that was the third one, right? B is yeah, really prioritizing the sleep and optimization of, of sleep. Yeah, I got some stats on it too. So sleep, we, we I think we've we've talked ad nauseum about the, the value of sleep. And if you're not prioritizing your sleep, or let's put it this way, if you're not prioritizing how you feel, then you're not prioritizing your sleep, right? Because if, mm-hmm. you, t- if you really value, a lot of people value the quality of the work that they do. Right. If they value the the outputs that they're doing, they're putting forth the products, um, the, the their interactions, all the you know, the things that they do. If you can understand that the things that you do and the interactions that you have, the products that you're able to make, the connections you're able to make are gonna be predicated based on how you feel and what energy your state is in, then you've got to start to understand that your sleep is gonna directly impact the energy that you have. And it's gonna directly impact how you feel. And how you feel is going to directly impact the things that you can do, right? And so I think a lot of what this comes down to is really trying to connect the dots so that people can own the choices that they decide to make and truly understand you desire to have a great impact, then you got to focus in on your sleep, right? right? And just making sure that you understand that if you don't prioritize your sleep, and there's always people like, well, I can sleep on, I can get by in four to five hours. That's abnormal. Right. Like right, if you can, right. if you can do that and you can function at a high level, that is not normal. That is not the majority of, of the population that, that we're ever going to come in contact with. And they, there are those atypical people, but, um, but they, you know, I just found some stats like for this, for the, for this little podcast, but, um, people who experience poor sleep quality are at a four to five times greater risk of catching cold. And if your total sleep time is seven hours a night or less, you're at a three time increased risk of getting sick. Wow. And so just think about those little things right there. Like if you don't, if you miss out on sleep for three consecutive nights or at least getting seven hours, you're more likely to get sick. And it's just, it's just fact. It's just because you're not recovered. And that doesn't even say like, how much work have you done? What's your, what's your stress level at? Like, it's not even taking in other considerations too, which could, you know, impact that those hours even more. It's, it's fascinating. And, you know, What's, what's most, I think what's most impressive about sleep and I would even like throw in like deep rest or meditation into the mix too, because I think it's, it's, you know, a way to catch up and supplement if you do have poor sleep. 
Um, this was probably a year ago. I just remember having this bout of like amazing um, mental clarity. Um, I'm in marketing. So having not only ideas, but being able to tie ideas and social listening into what's happening in the world and tie it back to our clients. I just remember being so dialed in for sleep, meditation, um, journaling. I, too. I, yeah. Is it- well, well, those two things and then adding in training on top of it where like I would get great sleep. I would hop on the Peloton. And this is what I knew, like I was firing on all cylinders is when I, when I would be moving my body and then these ideas would come to me, I'd be like, okay, this is like, this is such a benefit for my business. And this is such a benefit for my clients that I'm like, I need to keep myself this healthy because it's, it's literally giving me what I need to to do to go out and, and provide a good service. And, you know, a lot of it was this feeling of like having more energy, having mental clarity and feeling less stress. But what's crazy to me is like those three feelings tend to be the minority of a lot of people. Like people complain that they feel stress, they don't have any energy and they, you know, they're most of their time is mental fogginess and not being clear yes. to where the point when they do feel that it's like, Oh my God, like this is an amazing product or this is an amazing, you know, habit that I need to get. And to me, that's crazy. Cause that should be the majority of, of people's lives. Right. But it's, it's kind of flipped around where like people don't feel great all the time. <laughs> and when they do feel great, it's like a shock to them. And so that's when like really prioritizing my sleep and meditation was so huge for me because those feelings became the majority of my life versus getting like doses and hits of it. And people like, Oh, I take this energy drink because it like, it gives me this. I was like, you should really feel like this when you wake up, like you should feel, you should feel like you, you have these things. And there's other practices like sauna and, and cold tub too, that also helped me with, with some of those, uh, some of those feelings. But that's something that was like mind, that was like mind blowing to me. Cause you like, you sit back and you think of like this one thing gives me mental clarity. Like, yeah. Don't you think we should have mental clarity, you know, pretty naturally, you know, with, with our day-to-day lives. And so, um, it goes back to like you, the simple things of this podcast of like, there's so much, and you, you mentioned that it's low hanging fruit, it's low hanging fruit, but I also feel like it's the most effective, you know, like yes. also yeah. way more effective in, in practice than, um, what's probably peddled on social media and the internet. And so I think it's, it's a huge and great reminder. Um, was there anything else be on, on the sleep topic before we, we close out today? No, those are the, probably the biggest ones. And it's funny, like I've got a, uh, and maybe I can share this in the community, but it's, um, we have this, uh, like this little chart or picture that we kind of show um, our athletes. It gives them an idea of accumulating 100 points, right? We want them to accum- accumulate 100 points every day for recovery. And we call it a recovery formula. And the ones that will yield the most points are hydration and, and nutrition. That gets about gets them 50 points. And then getting eight hours of sleep gets them 25 points. Right. So that's 75 points close that that gets them closer to 100. And then there's other things you can do soft tissue work and stretch. And that's like another 25 points. If you go for a flush ride, that's 10 points. If you do a cold tub, that'll get you 15 points. Or if you do um, if you use Normatec or recovery, these recovery pumps, um, that's another 10 points. If you wear compression tights, that's another 10 points. So getting them to understand that you can wear all you can do the supplements, you can do the garments, you can do all this stuff. That is not going to yield as much benefit as you focusing on your sleep and your hydration nutrition. If you do nutrition, hydration, and your sleep, that's 75 points that gets you to your 100 every single day. And that's, those are the things that are going to help you feel the best so you can perform the best on a regular basis. Yeah, we, we absolutely need to share that. I would love to see the visual of it, but what you said, I think it really covers this whole podcast. Like It talks about you know these are low-hanging fruit, doesn't cost a lot, and the most effective for 
trying to reach that optimal recovery rate. So I think that's a great way to end the podcast and um, something we'll definitely share out to the community. But um, Coach B, this was a great one. It was a quick one. I think it's huge. I think it's a great one to, to lean into um, colder weather. But I also want to make sure I, I say bye to you and uh, and we catch everybody next week. So Coach B, appreciate your insights and uh, for chatting today. Thanks, Drew. Have a great one. All right. Talk soon.